What if ghosts are actually something that's being caused by extraterrestrials the whole time? All of it. You know, somehow uh, it's always been extraterrestrials that are responsible for poltergeist activity. And um, I mean, in some cases, it seems like that is is the situation. I mean, for instance, like in the uh, as uh, written about by John Keel in the Mothman prophecies, um, there was a lot of act. This was an event that took in took place in and around the Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and uh, you know, during night from 1966 into 1967, and it all culminated with the the collapse of the Silver Bridge across the Ohio River, and there was a lot of people who were killed. And uh, but leading up to that that incident there was sightings of this strange creature a mothman there was lots of ufo activity lots of paranormal uh, paranormal events and uh you know it seems like it could have been extraterrestrials i mean and even more so in skinwalk at skinwalker ranch in utah uh in the 90s uh the sherman family terry and gwen sherman and and family were you know, at Skinwalker Ranch, which is still an area that seems to be a hotbed for all kinds of paranormal activity, but they saw uh, UFOs there all the time. There was cattle mutilations. I mean, everything was going on. Uh, so many different strange things. Um, you know, investigative reporter George Knapp, who you know, who's interviewed people like Bob Lazar numerous times throughout the years. Uh, actually, he's the one who broke the Bob Lazar story um, back in the late '80s. But uh, Knapp was like uh, more, you know, he was recently on uh, Joe Rogan. Well, last year, 2020, he was on a Joe Rogan podcast. And he was talking about the things that happened to the Sherman family in the 90s uh, that he categorized as trickster activity, you know, trickster poltergeist activity. So in addition to all these different things that they were experiencing, uh, this family, they were terrified, by the way. I mean, there was a lot of things that you could categorize as you know, poltergeist activity, things that you usually hear about, you know, where, where someone's in, living in a house that they claim is haunted and all these weird things are happening. This is the kind of stuff that was happening at Skinwalker Ranch also, but it was coupled with a lot of UFO activity. I mean, there was all kinds of, they saw a portal opening up in the sky and objects flying in and out of it. It would seem like, you know, it was like a meeting place or a, uh, a landing spot for 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 extraterrestrials um but some of the things he talked about like he, he talked about uh uh gwen sherman like she went she would go shopping she would return home put the put bags on the kitchen table take everything out and put the items back in the in the cupboards in the refrigerator leave the room for a couple of minutes and when she came back all the items were put back in the bags uh, that's that sounds like your classic you know poltergeist activity and then she would take a shower in the morning and lay out her towel and her hairbrush. She'd get in the shower, take her shower. When she came, she came out of the shower, the towel and hairbrush were gone and, you know, disappeared. And, you know, maybe show up a week later someplace else. You know, stuff like this happened all the time. Terry Sherman uh, was one time he was out uh, digging, a, using, digging a hole with a, with a post hole digger. You know, it digs like a small... Uh, a small hole in the ground, like a few inches in diameter. And he stopped for a second and, you know, to wipe some sweat off his head, off his forehead, turned around and the, the thing's gone. Then two weeks later, he finds it, you know, up in a tree, you know, in a different part of the property. 
Like, what happened? How did? Who did that? And then the family, they would hear voices at night. You know, they would see, like, humanoid figures. This is all according to Nappy. He talked about this on the Joe Rogan show. It was also talked about in a documentary uh, that you could see on uh, Amazon uh, about Skinwalker, the Skinwalker Ranch. Um, and uh, they would hear voices. There would be humanoid shapes they would see. You know, they would hear footsteps outside the house, inside the house. Uh, I mean, it was just a lot of crazy things. One of the craziest things that happened, the one time they were going into town to uh, to go shopping, and they were going to be gone for a half hour. And, uh, you know, they had these prized bulls, four, four prized bulls. They had them in a corral. And uh, actually, you know, because of all the things that were happening, they had some cattle getting mutilated, you know, some cattle dis- disappearing. A lot of their pets would were getting killed or disappearing or getting mutilated. I mean, they get cats that would get mutilated. They had dogs that would get uh, disintegrated, basically. Uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. But they had these four four prize bulls, and 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 Terry was you know said out loud while, while they're driving out of the out of the ranch into town. He said, "God Almighty, I hope nothing ever happens to." to those bulls because then we're sunk we're sunk you know it was that's their bread and, the, 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 the bread and butter so they come back a half hour later and the the, the 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 bulls are gone and they look all over the place they can't find them there's you know there's just no sign of them but they had this there was a, uh, a very small metal trailer uh next to the corral and it was locked and Terry, for some reason decided to look in there and there were the full bull the, the four bulls and they seemed like they were in a daze and like, how did they get in there? The door was still locked. I mean, it would take, according to Napa, it would take like 50 people, you know, and you, and you still would have trouble trying to get them into this little tiny tra- metal trailer. But anyway, the, when, when, uh, the, the bulls saw Terry and, and he made a sound, uh, they, they snapped out of this trance that they were in and they start going wild and start trying to kick in the, it took them, you know, it took the, the family some time to get them out of this thing. Like, how did they get in there? Who, what put them in there? It's, you know, that's the kind of stuff you usually hear about when the, when there's, you know, people are talking about ghosts, like things, you know, disappear and show up later on, the weird things like that happen. So what if this whole time, all these years, you know, where people have these experiences with, with ghosts in their house, house or houses and poltergeists, what if this is all being caused by extraterrestrials? I mean, because it seems like that's what's been going on out there at, at Skinwalker Ranch. It seems like, you know, that's probably what was going on in Point Pleasant, West Virginia there back in the 60s. You know, it seemed like there was a, a lot of poltergeist activity during these events. And there's other things, too, out there where these kind of things happen. A lot. In addition to the UFO sightings and, you know, uh, there's a connection. You know, there's there was a connection between UFOs, UFO sightings and ghostly slash poltergeist type activity. So that that is something that could be going on here. I don't know. Uh, I mean, if you have an intelligence that's, uh, you know, who knows how how far advanced they are? If they're ten thousand years more advanced, a million years more advanced, I mean, they they'd be able to do things that you just can't even imagine. Somehow make themselves invisible. Who knows? God knows what they'd be able to do and why they would do things like this. Doesn't really make much sense. It doesn't make much sense. I mean, why why would you why 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 would intelligent beings just want to come down and you know, play these tricks, play these games, you know, on, on human beings. I mean, it doesn't really make sense. Is it some sort of a game or they, is it a part of some sort of study? Hey, let's see how they react. If we do this, you know, are are they just, you know, 
you know, take, you know, taking advantage of uh, the fact that a lot of people, a lot of human beings are, you know, are spiritual. They believe in God and they go to church and they have religion. Are they just, you know, you know, exploiting that for, for this purpose? So trying to play a game with them for some reason. I, I mean, I don't know what the explanation would be. But if that's the case, if that's they're 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 doing these things be, just for a game, I mean that's that's pretty sad that a a, a highly intelligent race would, you know, stoop to to that level to, to play these terrible games on people. I mean, you hear lots. I mean, there's so many different things on TV and so many different books and and articles written about ghosts and stuff and and, and you know people. People who claim their houses are haunted, and if you, if, if these things are really happening, you have to imagine that some of these people are lying. Okay, making it up for whatever reason for for money. I know some people believe the Amityville horror was a big fake, but you know there was still there are still people in the family that claim that things really did happen there. What if those things that happened there were being caused by extraterrestrials? Let's just take this as an, take this as an example. What if the Amityville horror was actually what if the culprit behind this wasn't Satan in the basement, but what if it was extraterrestrials? What if, you know, extraterrestrials were visiting the family that lived there before the Lutz family? You know, the family where the DeFeo family, where Ronald DeFeo went around and killed his sisters and mom and dad and, you know, and then got arrested. And he's in, you know, claimed uh, the devil made me do it. And then he's still in jail right now. But, uh, you know, what if they were visiting that family and, and knew that those things happened? And then the Lutz family came in and said, hey, let's let's screw with this family. I don't know. Or maybe they just figured that maybe aliens are smarter than we, we give them credit for. Maybe they could read newspapers. You know, maybe they 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 they, they, they know more about us than we know about us somehow. You know, maybe they're able to collect data a lot better than we are about us than we are and, and can follow us a lot closer than we were able to follow ourselves. I mean, there's news article, news stories that come out all the time. We can't follow it all, but what if you're an incredibly intelligent race? You 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 ha- you would have collect co- collection uh, methods that would far surpass anything that we have. You know, you'd have some sort of database that could really narrow things down, and 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 and, and you know, I don't know. It sounds insane, but. It's possible. It's possible that poltergeist activity, ghost activity, haunted houses, all these things really could be caused by extraterrestrials just playing games, you know, for whatever reason, for fun, for some sort of experiment. Who knows? But, yeah. Okay. Now, moving on. Actually, now, I had two strange experiences now, one of them happened uh, uh, just, uh, I guess, 2016. There was a, a death in, uh, uh, 2017, excuse me. There was a death in the family, and it was someone young, and, and that person really died before he should have, and, you know, and it was a terrible, terrible time for our whole family. And, uh, you know, the, after the, the viewing and the, you know, the funeral was all, the when it all came to an end, it was a terrible time. I remember after at the day of the funeral and then the view or and then the, the the dinner afterward and I finally got home and it was all over and I remember sitting there in a chair by myself and uh you know I was at my house and you know I closed my eyes and I could see like it looked like 
the the wor- most horrifying demonic faces you could ever imagine. I I can't even imagine like the the, the detail and uh, of these things was just incredible. Like you know, I mean, every time I close my eyes, uh, uh, sitting in this chair, like I could not. I mean, it was like all these hundreds of faces like floating around, moving toward me, looking at me incredibly horrifying i mean i i can't even imagine like hollywood being being able to come up with uh, uh these kind of things it would be two people would be running out of the theater it was was so frightening they were so horrifying looking it was something you couldn't even imagine i don't even know how i could have imagined it and uh man i was it, it really scared me I, I so i i actually would i sat back a few times and i just every time i closed my eyes i could see these these things now I just was assuming that I was hoping, I'm assuming at the time that oh, this was this is must be being caused by uh, the stress of this whole past week, you know, the whole week that you know I just went through, and it's just all coming down. It's, this is you know, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I'm just having this is some kind of a uh, end result of going through what, what I just went through. You know, the whole family went through, and uh, and but I I, I just. <laughs> It was scary. It was frightening. And, uh, but a few days later I was talking to my brother-in-law and, uh, he told me that he, the same thing happened to him, but not the day of the funeral. It was a different day when he had gone, uh, to the funeral home to the talk things over with the, uh, with the, uh, funeral director and, and to see the, 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 uh, see the body of, of this relative. And, uh, and he said when he got home that night, he said every time he closed his eyes, he had he saw these demonic, horrifying figures in his, you know, he, same thing that I was describing. He said it was unbelievable, like incredibly evil, satanic. It was just incredibly horrifying. And, you know, again, I mean, I guess he, I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, he, you know, was having the same kind of feeling, the same kind of stress I was having over this. And, you know, on that day he, he was seeing these things. And again, it was, you know, the same, it, we, you know, it happened like I saw on the day after I was at the funeral home for the, for the, for the service and, um, you know, and then I got home and I saw these things. He saw them the day he went to the funeral home and, uh, before the, before the service, a couple of days earlier. So another explanation I have for this is that what if those things really were there? And like somewhere in the funeral home, for instance, floating around, but you can't see them consciously, but your subconscious picks it up. What if there are like demonic spirits sometimes, you know, that are right there in front of your face, but you can't see them consciously. And then, you know, I did not see them until I finally get home that day. Then I close my eyes, my, my, you know, my subconscious is finally letting loose and saying, this is what you just saw, buddy, right in front of your face, but you didn't see them conscious consciously. I don't know. Just a theory. I don't know. I hope it was just stress because, wow, wow. Let me tell you what. That was scary. That was scary. But there was another incident that happened back in uh, 2007 while I was living in on the Big Island in Hawaii. And this incident, I believe, was, you know, after lots of many years of thinking about it and, and after hearing about skinwalker ranch and the poltergeist activities that accompanied the ufo sightings and ufo activity that was going on at skinwalker ranch in utah i i come to believe that this was whatever happened in 
uh, in Hawaii was basically same the same thing that was going on in in uh, Utah on Skinwalker Ranch. Anyhow, when uh, I, I I was I, I had I had this place. It was pretty much in the middle of nowhere. It was a, a little. It was a house in, in called Paradise Park. It was uh, uh, near Hilo, Hawaii, on the Big Island, and uh, it was basically a house in the middle of nowhere. It was off. You know, you you, you drove on a, on a small highway to get there, but then you had to get off on a dirt road and drive on that for a few miles, and then and then there was a little another dirt little dirt road leading into my property. And uh, I, all, all the houses in this area were are built on stilts or basically, you know, they're raised up on stilts because it's, it's like tropical rainforest, you know, rains a lot there, very heavy. So you have to have, you have all these buildings have to be on stilts. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> I uh, from uh, a friend that I had in Hilo, he had a dog he was getting uh, he was getting rid of. He had, you know, some dogs and there was this big dog that he had. It was it was grown. It was still puppy, you know, puppy. uh mind it but uh it was grown and it was a female dog and her name was goldie and he was going to take it to the pound and you know unless i wanted it and i said okay I'll, I'll take the dog and this dog was wild i mean this dog was pretty uncontrollable it was very hard to keep her under wraps goldie was she was part jack russell terrier and part whatever else i don't know she was a she was a tall dog she was a big dog but uh it, it, she had a golden color to her um but I don't know what the other what the other half of her was, but she was a very nice dog. She was friendly, but again, she was she was very wild. I remember the one time, in fact, I was taking her and the other dog I have uh, to the uh, to the, uh, the an area near my house near the ocean, just to take a walk. And and this dog, I was driving a couple miles an hour, and she jumped out the window while I was driving. I mean, uh, I was actually thinking maybe I need to take this dog to a, one of those places that could help trainer because i was having a lot of trouble i had to work you know 10 hours a day and then come home and i just didn't have the time i guess to this dog was just so frenetic right <clears throat> so but the one week and i only I, it was probably a few weeks after i had her for, for first got her maybe three weeks or a month maybe and i it wasn't that long and i i uh i had to cut the grass uh, around my house so cutting the grass in hawaii is not like cutting the grass somewhere else i mean you you couldn't use a lawnmower you have to use a weed whacker because the terrain is so rough it's all lava rock and uh, like weeds are growing out of it and you couldn't use if you do use a lawnmower you destroy it within two minutes okay so i had a weed whacker but i could i didn't want to leave the dog in the house because uh it was so so wild. She'd tear the place up, you know, listening to the weed whacker. So unfortunately, I had to bring her outside with me, and I had I, I had this long chain. So I connected the chain to her collar and took the other end and wrapped around one of the posts, one of the stilts that hold up the house, and then clicked it together. You know, the metal little metal clip. Click. I I, I wrapped it around the, the post and then clicked it in one to, in, into one of the links, and she was on this chain you know, good. I mean, she was, she couldn't get out. She was, you know, trying to pull, tug at it and stuff, you know, especially after I uh, <clears throat> started up the weed whacker that freaked her out. So I'm cutting the start, start cutting the grass and she's going crazy on this chain. 
And I'm like, it's not going to hurt you. Don't worry about it, you know. And But this sound of it was just driving her crazy. She's jumping around trying to pull on the chain. So I just tried to ignore her, tried to get done as fast as I could. And I went under, there's weeds growing under the house. I walked under the house and I started uh, cutting some of the weeds under the house with the weed whacker. And then um, I turned, I mean, I turned my back for like a second. When I turned around, the dog was gone. So naturally, I assumed, well, she must have ripped the, she must have been so scared and so upset that she ripped the chain and took off. So I had to stop what I was doing. And I start looking around like now all around the perimeter of the house was this really dense, low to the ground, like maybe knee high up to chest high, uh, heavy brush, almost, almost, uh, gorse like, uh, really dense. It's really hard to try to get, get walk through this stuff. I mean, you just couldn't, I mean, it's impossible. And anyway, the dog had this chain on her, so I don't see how she could have possibly went in there, but I, you know, and get got too far. So I looked all around the perimeter, you know, at this brush all around my property. I couldn't find her. I looked everywhere. I, I could not find her. And then I, I walked out to the, on the, the dirt road, the dirt driveway out to the dirt road that was, you know, uh, outside of, uh, uh, that led to my house. And I'm walking up and back, back and forth on this dirt road, yelling for her. Couldn't find her for an hour. I'm looking around for her. Could not find her. Then I come back to my house and I look around the perimeter again and all that dense, you know, foliage that's there and calling her name. She's not coming. And I started thinking, well, you know what? She might've ran like, who knows how far she ran. Uh, maybe somebody picked her up and dropped her off at the SPCA because it was, you know, about an hour, over an hour had passed by this point. So I actually, you know, took a ride to the, the local uh, shelter, the animal shelter. And, and I asked them if, you know, I gave her, they gave them a description of the dog. And they said, no, nobody dropped any dog off. So I went back to my property. I spent like another hour looking all together. I was looking around for this dog for about two and a half hours. And I finally gave up. I gave up and I I just sat down on the on the step of the, uh, the house and I was like, wow, she's she's gone. I don't I don't know where she went. And right when I sat down, I started you know, basically gave up. The dog right 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 across from me, I just she rose up, rose right up from uh, from this foliage that I just looked into like three or four times, you know, just in the last five minutes. She like it was almost as though she was there the whole time. And surprisingly, the chain was still connected to her. And I, I, I was like, wow, you know, where were you? And I, I, where were you at? And, you know, and, and uh, she just, and she was calm. Strangely, she was calm. She calmly walked out of the, walked that walked toward me. Like she was more calm than I've ever seen her. And, uh, but then the strangest part came was that that loop on the other end of the chain that I, I had wrapped around one of the posts was still there, was still connected. Like it was, the loop was still, it was still connected. Like, like, how did that happen? You know, somebody would have had to do that. I mean, that you know, the dog can't unhook a, a, a link like that and then reconnect it. So then I, I decided, well, maybe there must have been a spot somewhere along this post, you know, where I connected the dog. And, uh, you know, maybe there's a space somewhere. That, 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 and, the, and that loop, she was able to get away, but then and that loop went through that space. But there was no space. I checked it, went, went into the ground. Then I think, well, maybe it wasn't this one. I, I checked all the other post that I possibly could have been maybe it was thinking maybe I, I thought it was, maybe I was thinking it was a different you know, maybe I actually tied her to a different post and I checked every post went deep into the ground so I, I had no explanation for it I, I I to me it was like it was almost as though a ghost did it I mean 
Now, when I got to the Big Island, there were a lot of stories you hear about night marchers or night walkers, uh, some ancient Hawaiian tribe that, you know, a ghostly tribe that, you know, treks around the island. And you, you, if you get in their way, they'll, they'll kill you and all, the, all kinds of stories like that. I, I didn't know what to think. You know, I just, there was really no explanation for something like this. It seemed like it was poltergeist activity. I don't it. Basically, the dog disappeared right in front of me uh, and then reappeared, you know, two and a half hours later and right in front of me. Uh, and, you know, it was amazing. But, but, but again, the most, the most amazing thing about it was the other end of that chain. You know, it was still, it's still in a loop. It was still connected. It was, it was incredible. Uh, and there was nobody there. I mean, I'm, it was broad daylight. The sun's shining. It's a beautiful day. Uh, there's nobody else there. Uh, I'm there by myself. And that happened. Now, I guess it was probably about a month later where uh, I got home from work. I was, I was going to go. I was meeting a friend. To go, we're going to go to the movies. And uh, I told this friend, I said, hey, I'll, you know, I'll be there at a certain time. And work was a long, it was a long day at work. And uh, I called this girl up and I was like, yeah, I'll be there right when I get done work. So I went home and the movie was going to be starting soon. And I, I felt bad for the dog. So, you know, I brought them out and, you know, uh, but I really felt bad for Goldie because I mean, she was stuck in the house all day and here I'm coming home and I'm just letting her out and I'm going to, and then I'm going to leave suddenly. And I made a big mistake. I was thinking, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to put her back in the house. I'm going to let her out here. Uh, because I mean, again, I lived in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I was miles away from the highway. Uh, there was hardly any vehicles that ever rode around there. And she was, by this point I was letting her out a lot and she was, you know, go out and come back and I didn't really have anything to worry about. So I figured I'd just leave her outside. She'll, she'll be okay. She'll be good. And, uh, I, t- I remember I was leaving. I said, no, don't just stay right there. And I remember I was driving out of the driving out of the driveway and I could see her. She was still sitting there looking at me. So I went to the, I, I got on the dirt road. It was getting dark out by this point. And I got on the dirt road and I had to drive a few miles to get to the highway. And I get to the highway. I'm driving on the highway a little bit. And all of a sudden this loud, like sound went off in my left ear. I'm ne- nothing like this has ever happened. It's, it's, it was like a, a form of tinnitus, but incredibly loud. I never had something like this happen before or since. And my left ear went off like, like really loud. In fact, it was, it was very upsetting. I remember looking around like, what the hell's going on here? So I went, I went to this movie. I met this girl. We went to the movie, uh, you know, uh, the mist. It was Stephen King's the mist. Very depressing movie. Anyhow, I got back home and, I met, I was looking for the dog. The dog's not around anywhere. Can't find her. This was the this was the night before Thanksgiving, and uh, and I couldn't find the dog. And I'm calling her for a while, and I just couldn't find her. I was thinking, oh boy, I screwed up. She she took off, and who knows where she's at, you know. And uh, the next morning, I you know when it got bright out, I drove around all morning long trying to find her, and then I found her on the highway she apparently followed my car all the way down that dirt road all the way to the highway and then must have got hit by somebody she was laying on the side of the road she was dead it was a it was a terrible thanksgiving and uh, i remember that uh, my house my property was would have been too difficult to try to bury her there so i took her to this girl's house who i'd gone to the movies with the night before and uh, we buried her on thanksgiving that day it was just a sad way to spend thanksgiving I, you know i still feel terrible about it i you know, I, I made a mistake. I should never have let the dog out like that. Um, 
I, I thought she would have stayed there. I didn't never thought she would have followed me. However, the implications of, of, of all of this, what happened? Okay. Why, why, how did that sound go off in my ear? It was almost as though, you know, when you, when you, when you go back, it's like, okay, I'm driving up down this highway the sound goes out. It would have been at the if she was if she would have followed me to the high all the way to the highway and at the and you know you time it with the, when the sound went off in my ear that would have been okay. She's getting hit by a car right now. It would have, it would have coincided with that. She must have followed me all the way to Hawaii and ran out to the highway and got hit by a car. And it's yeah, like how did that like why did that sound go off in my ear? Is it something? Is it's you know was it? Did, did something happen when she was when she went di- when she disappeared the month before? Did something happen? What, 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 did aliens do something? Or, or did they have us connected somehow? Like you know, you wonder, you wonder what was going on, or was it maybe all of it was poltergeist activity? I think it's all. I think something had. A, I think all this had something to do with extraterrestrials. I don't know if it was, uh, you know. I, I just I, I just don't think it was poltergeist. I think it was extraterrestrials. After hearing, after reading, learning about the things that happened at the Skinwalker Ranch, this sounds like the same kind of stuff. Uh, these trickster kind kind of activities. But again, it's it's very unfortunate how this this story ended. It's very troubling. Um, I you know, I I really like this dog, but you know, and I feel feel terrible at how it ended. But uh, yeah.